Twas the month of Christmas and all through the town. People were decorating, shopping, and running around. Children were excited as holidays grew near, their hearts full of songs, laughter, and cheer. They sit on Santa's lap, their eyes aglow with joy, and whisper their wishes, every last girl and boy. Parents are decorating, cooking, and hosting their friends, wondering when the errands and to-do lists will end. But Christmas is for making memories with people we love, so our efforts will always go above and beyond. The Sharp Mortgage Team family believes just the same, and they checked their nice list and found your name. They wish they could leave a house underneath your tree, but they're here to help you buy a home for your family. If you find yourself hoping that Santa brings something special for you, they're here to make your mortgage dreams come true. Call the team today or schedule a time in 2023. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to every Winston-Salem family. This is the Triad Podcast Network. Hey, everyone. We're back with Jennifer Johnson. She's our certified financial planner here on the Triad Podcast Network. She is with Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. They are a local company right here in Winston-Salem. Today, as we get close to the end of 2022, we want to talk about things that you should make sure to take care of, some housekeeping items, if you will, before the end of the year. But first... Uh, Jennifer, there's been a lot happening since the last time we talked about the topic of student loan forgiveness. Mm -hmm. If you you go back into our archives, you'll find that we did an entire episode on the Biden administration's student loan forgiveness program and what it meant, what you should do, where to find the information. Uh, We tackled that at length. Since then, There's been litigation, there's been confusion, there's been certain emails that have popped up in people's inboxes. So we wanted to (laughs) we wanted to readdress the topic because things are a little different than uh, than when we first did the episode. So, uh, Jennifer, let's let's start there and just kind of get into what is what has happened um, with the student loan forgiveness program since the last time we spoke on it. Yeah, a lot. I mean, I, I felt like when Biden announced that, that it kind of came pretty quickly and the expectation was loans were going to be forgiven before year end and, and we're going to see some action happen, happen pretty quickly. And, and we have seen a lot, a lot happen. I think there's still been some miscommunication, which I think would be good for us to talk about. I know I'm fielding questions from folks and I thought listeners might be interested too, but Essentially, if, if just to catch those up, you know, a, a while back, it's probably been a couple months, I think now, I believe that was around October that we were having those discussions and, and Biden uh, enacted an executive order to forgive in certain situations with uh, federal loans, you know, up to a percent, you know, up to a dollar amount um, for a lot of folks under an income cap. Well, Uh, That immediately was really controversial. (laughs) Um, And since that point, we've seen a few lawsuits filed to try to block that, saying it's an overreach of his executive order. Um, And actually, in February, the Supreme Court is going to hear that case and decide. So, So we had a lot of activity. And then now, unfortunately, a lot has really been put on hold. Um, when I checked back to the student aid website, uh, and we had given folks a couple websites to check uh, at that point, I checked those uh, yesterday in preparation for our 
discussion and, and it had a big notice on there that no further applications were being taken until the lawsuits are, um, are dealt with or are decided. So, so unfortunately, a lot of those are, are on hold. Um, now, a couple of updates for folks. It's, so what's pretty clear is that if you've put an application in, your application's still in there. And any payments, um, you know, payments for most student loans have been deferred, you know, really since the start of COVID. So a couple of years now, and those have been deferred again. So required payments can be delayed. Um, I believe it's 60 days after the decision has been made. So, uh, so six, somewhere around 60 days after February. So you still have some more time that you don't have to make payments. What I would suggest, if you haven't already, go on the website, the studentaid.gov, and you can sign up for communication for updates on that. Uh, so I would really encourage folks to, to do that for one, so you stay on top of that. I mean, it's still my advice for folks, if you think you might be eligible, you know, obviously apply. Um, you know, it could mean $10,000 or more, possibly, yeah. if you were eligible for a Pell Grant. Um, so you don't want to you know, miss out on that just because they're fighting over it. But I did want to share a couple of really important things, I think, you know, as an advisor and what I've been telling folks. Um, and I think we even shared in that podcast too. I mean, one is that, I mean, we still don't know what's going to happen here, right? And so one of my concerns in speaking with folks about their financial goals, especially knowing that they haven't had to make payments for now two years and cost of living has gone up a lot. We've talked about inflation and people are aware of that, I think, is that are people going to be prepared to make these payments? You know, that's a concern I have. Assuming this doesn't go through, meaning that the forgiveness doesn't take place. You know, one thing I would encourage people to really look look at is we really need to have a plan for how to how to pay those off. Um, you know, you can't assume, I think this is a, become. if anything's become clear in the last couple of months, we can't count on um, <laughs> these being forgiven, <laughs> right? Um, at least that's one of the, the big takeaways I have. Yeah. So, all right. So just to kind of recap, um, there's, there's a pause right now in the student right. loan forgiveness program. Is, am I correct in saying that applications are not being received right now? So if you haven't That's applied yet, yeah, if you haven't applied yet, you need to wait to apply until there's a there's a resolution. And right. the earliest is I don't even want to say this is the earliest because it it'll take some time after this, but nothing will happen until the Supreme Court hears the case in, uh, in February. Right. That's my understanding. Yes. And that's going to go all the way to the Supreme Court. And then ultimately, I think after that, we'll have a final decision. But who but knows we how are long that'll take? Kind of limbo. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that this is going to necessarily be a quick, a quick thing. Yeah. And I think, I think what's hard too is that there's just been so much miscommunication, right? I mean, I think folks that had put in applications early, I've even seen emails that they received that made it look like their application was approved, right? Yeah. And you know, so I think it's really easy for it would be easy, I think if I were in the place of someone who received one of those emails to think, Oh gosh, you know, I don't have to, I'm going to, now I've got 10 grand. I can go out and do 
you know, buy a car or whatever, or have a really big Christmas, you know, I mean, and I think one concern I have is that folks have, have kind of already counted those chickens and we don't know if they're going to hatch yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Real um, concern. Yeah. So if, if people got an email saying that they were approved or they knew that they qualified and they applied, they said, mm-hmm. all right, this is, this is great. I'm going to get $10,000 forgiven on my student loans and now it's it's up to the it's up to the supreme court to determine whether or not they can do this and if if they rule in favor of the people filing the lawsuits then this goes away correct (laughs) right right and so that i mean that to me i would expect about 60 days later you know, you just those payments to finally start again, maybe on loans that folks haven't had to pay on. And I, you know, I had a very interesting example because we discussed this, I think, on the podcast where because the expectation was through the Biden order that these loans would be forgiven if you had paid off your student loan during the COVID period mm. when you were not required to make payments you could actually apply and get a refund for those. So one thing I've learned is those that jumped on that, um, if you had, you know, you've been working on paying off your student loan, you're really close. You decided even though payments were deferred, you wanted to be done with it. You paid it off during COVID and now you learned you could get some money back. You know, if you've applied and you actually got money back, because I know of at least one instance of this, if you got money back, what they did was then set up a loan for that amount you've received as, as a refund. Um, so huh. I pray that folks, you know, I pray that folks haven't gotten money back uh, that they had paid and then spent that. Cause that would be very easy to do. Right. And especially if you weren't yeah. really paying attention that, Yes, you got some money, but now there's a loan that has to be forgiven. And what if it doesn't get forgiven? So I think, unfortunately, it's just been, you know, a lot of miscommunication. I believe there are also a lot of scams, too, around this that I heard about. So I think I would just look really closely at any communication. Yeah. Make sure folks know this is still not a done deal, unfortunately. Even if you got a check back or an email, you know, I would, I would just be careful counting yeah. on that. It's, it's the difference between refund versus credit, right? Yeah, right. Uh, because, right. you know, Good I point. remember this, I remember this way back in 2008 when they were offering the first time home buyers credit. Right. And, right. um, and that was, I think something that caught people by surprise where it was, they thought they were getting, um, just, just money toward their home purchase. And mm-hmm. that was it. It was just being given to them to, to motivate them to, to purchase a home. Mm-hmm. Um, and in reality, what it was, was credit that had to be paid back interest free, but had to be paid back. Had to be paid back. Yeah. Over, over the yeah. course of, of however many years. Mm-hmm. But to, to clarify in this situation where you're talking about this example where someone got money back in exchange for payments they made when they weren't required to make payments during the, the mm-hmm. pause. And then it turns out it, it comes back to them. The money comes back to them as a loan and not a, an actual refund. Did that happen because 
it's in litigation and they can't, I think so. they can't, they yes. can't promise that money yet. And so it has to be done as a loan. That's my understanding. Yes. Because it was still being contested that yeah. they created kind of a, a, a liability, if you will, in the event that, that it doesn't actually get forgiven. That's because I, I, it wouldn't make sense to me any other way if, if it actually had gone through. So, so I think in that example, if the lawsuits fail, the forgiveness goes through. I think the loan is forgiven, right? And that person can keep the cash. But yeah. if, to your point, the lawsuits prevail and now got to pay it back, that money has to be paid back. And I just think to me, myself, gosh, how many people mm-hmm. got those? You know, probably a lot of really young people that were really tight financial situations anyway. Wouldn't it be easy to spend that and then darn it, you're back in? dead again you know in a few months i just i could absolutely see how that would happen yeah yeah couldn't you yep yeah because it is i just um because i i doubt you know the person who brought this example or this this real life situation to my attention you know they're they're very prudent and on top of stuff a lot of people aren't right i mean so Again, you're just, you know, if you're not paying real close attention to the communication you're getting, you know, I would just encourage folks because it's also a time of year. We'll talk about it in a minute too, where people are spending a lot of money, right? So it'd be super easy to just spend that and then in a few months be really disappointed. Timing is everything in life. And I'm certainly hoping that my timing is right to deliver this message to you from the Ginther Group, a triad real estate team with a vast local knowledge. What's the question you often ask yourself when it comes to buying or selling a home? Is this the right time? Buyer's market, seller's market, low interest rates, high interest rates, doesn't matter. The answer can always be yes. You just have to strategize appropriately. And we provided many of those guides in our podcast with Blake Ginther and his team right here on this same feed. But here's a new one offered by the Ginther Group. Let's say you want to sell, but your home condition isn't ideal for a competitive marketplace. They've got a program that can help called Renovate Now, Pay Later. That's right. If your home is a little rough around the edges, you can make the improvements now and pay at closing when you sell. Contact the Ginther Group at 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com to learn more and see if it's an option for you. You can also talk to them about other helpful resources like their first-time homebuyer seminar or a real estate wealth management consultation. Whatever you need, contact them today. And like me, you can become a Ginther Group client for life. Okay, so so one more thing I want to ask about this. And, and I think that's, sure. that, that provides a lot of clarity into... I, I hadn't even thought about you know somebody who's in that situation where they've already received money that right. is, is currently being disputed, is part well, of what's being disputed. Mm-hmm. Correct. Because mm-hmm. it, it was supposed to be a refund. And now it's like, right. well, this is, this is being disputed. So we can't, we cannot vouch for this, for this money that you received yet. Right. Um, you mentioned some email correspondences. And, and one thing mm-hmm. I've seen in a few different instances is Somebody gets an email after they apply prior prior to the lawsuits. They apply, they get their application in, right, and they get an email in the midst of of the litigation. They get an email that says your student loan your student loan debt relief application has been approved. Right now, that doesn't mean that any money is coming your way because the, it it also stipulates that um, hey you you have to be patient while we we go through these lawsuits. 
you know, mm-hmm. we're confident that that will prevail, blah, blah, blah. Um, and you don't need to do any take any further action. But now all of a sudden you're you're hopeful that if things go the way that that you hope, um, they they will get that forgiveness. They will get that ten thousand dollars or whatever they've applied for. Right. Uh, and then recently those same people get an email that has to make a correction where it says, um, due to a vendor error, you recently received an email with a subject line <laughs> indicating your application has been approved. The subject line was inaccurate um, and basically saying you have not been approved, uh, but your application is, will, will, is, is still on hand and will be reviewed um, after the, the litigation has reached its conclusion. So uh, mm-hmm. what, are, what are people supposed to, to make of that? Um, <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I think I think the only thing you can take from that is you're at least you've started the application process. Right? <laughs> right. And it looks like you have. My guess is what they're trying to communicate is that you have done you have done all the requirements needed to get in line. Right. For your approval. And assuming that goes through, I think there's it sounds to me like I, or at least the way I would read it is I have a really high probability of it being forgiven. Um, if the lawsuits are, you know, don't prevail, um, and the Biden order holds. Um, but I think unfortunately we're just kind of back in this limbo period. Um, and I would say if you've gotten one of those emails, go back and reread it because, you know, everybody gets so much email. You probably read the subject line and then didn't really read into the body. I think one I saw said, you know, that the body of the email was accurate, but the subject line was inaccurate and that it said you were approved. Um, I, I just would look closely at the communication. I think that's, I think it, it's a good sign, if that makes sense. It's a good sign that you got the email. Yeah. It just means, unfortunately, that, that we don't really know if that means you'll get any money for probably a few more months. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so what you're saying is... So what you're what you're saying, and and again, this this is we're we're speculating because we didn't right. we didn't we didn't send the emails, <laughs> um, right? Yeah, but it's but right. what what it could be is, um, they had to protect themselves, uh, mm-hmm. cover themselves against people that simply read the headline of their approval and sure. assume and assume money was coming their way, and well, yeah, and and yeah. they need to make sure that okay, no, like that's that's not what's happening. You, you don't have anything coming your way right now. Doesn't necessarily mean yeah. that you're not approved, but they have right. to be very, they have to be very careful about what their, what the way people might um, infer that from their emails. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, th- I think that's probably, that would be my guess too. That's exactly what happened is that, you know, the minute you start to send out emails, you're approved. Well, the next question is, well, where's my money? Right. right. Or right. when is when am I going to get a statement that says my loan right. is either paid off or now ten thousand dollars less or whatever you might have qualified for? And I'm sure as a result of those questions and the lawsuits, obviously, that are holding this up, because early on we were told this was supposed to be done by year end. Well, it's December 14th. So I'm sure they had to, to send out some communication that said that basically we're all kind of on hold here, unfortunately. So yeah, I think we'll we'll have to do another update maybe around February with with whatever the Supreme Court decides and kind of what to do from there. Yep. All right. Well, uh, that that's good to bring everybody up to speed on where we are and and 
where we are is in the waiting game. <laughs> yeah, so, I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, there's a few things you can do. I mean, I think definitely sign up for that communication, but read it closely. Um, you know, I think too, we want to talk about as we go into year end and, and that sort of applies here, right. And that we've, you know, maybe you got some money back or you were counting on that being, being forgiven and have already sort of allocated those dollars towards something else. Hopefully not, yeah. but it is the Christmas season. So, you know, you want to be, be, I think aware of what you're spending going into that. So, you know, a few thoughts for folks around that around year end. The holidays are a time for family and friends to come together, especially indoors when it's cold outside. Is your home ready to entertain for the upcoming special occasions? You might need to put a home renovation on your wish list. And our gift to you is the opportunity with Icon Custom Builders. Our friends at Icon have been transforming homes in the triad since 2005, designing spaces that are both functional and festive, creating a perfect atmosphere to gather with the ones you love this holiday season and every season in between. However you plan to celebrate, entertaining family and friends, or cozying up by the fire, let Icon bring a little peace, comfort, and joy to your home. Visit their website, IconCustomBuilders.com, to schedule a consultation and get started today. Yeah, so um, we'll, we'll get into things that people can actually take action on right now right. rather than waiting yeah. until at least February. But I think, right. mentioned, <laughs> I, think, I think what you mentioned earlier is also important for people in that, look, don't, don't assume anything here. Be prepared. If all of a sudden you have to start paying back everything mm-hmm. that you owe on your student loans as early as what April, maybe probably right, so right. Just be ready for that. Um, is is what yeah. you're saying, and I think that's good. That's responsible advice. Um, yeah. you know, because you want to be prepared for whatever the decision ends up being on whether mm-hmm. this this program will go through. Mm-hmm. All right, I think so. so. Uh, Things that people can actually control right now, uh, right <laughs> now, and the, and the end of the the calendar year. What what are what are right. some good housekeeping things that you tend to remind people about this time? Yeah. Of year? yeah, we've got about two weeks left in the year, and so there are some things definitely. I think you should do that you don't have to wait on or don't want to wait on. I mean, I think one sort of in line with what we were just discussing, I think really now would be a good time to check your credit card balances. We're going into probably the peak spending time for Christmas. I think especially knowing that, you know, if you're one of those people with a loan out there that's now in limbo, make sure you're not overspending and you'll have a credit card payment kick in too, maybe at the same time as your student loan. So check those, especially as you go into last minute gifts. So you don't go over there. I think that's an important thing for us to do. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, you actually, as you were saying that, I, I just kind of did you check ta- yours? No. So <laughs> I, I put a, I put a tab, I put a tab on my browser and I, and I just started to type in where I go to check my balance and I just wanted to make go. sure, okay, let me, let me make sure I've got mine in order <laughs> before, yeah. before the end of the month. And, and don't worry, Jennifer, as, as my own certified financial planner for for me and my family i'll have you know that we we pay our balance every month <laughs> uh, yeah i know you do i know you do um, and hopefully most of our listeners do too this this is the time of year that gets some people in trouble so just be aware of it you know especially i think the last minute gifts might be the the budget breakers so yep 
go yeah. into that with your eyes open. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that that's good. Uh, that I think that's one that most people would would um, agree with and probably relevant. But uh, mm-hmm. you mentioned you mentioned one that you wanted to to bring up that is more um, related to their employer, their employee benefits. That yeah. I had that I hadn't thought of before, but I think it's it's right. it's a good one for people to look into. Yeah, as well. yeah. I mean, obviously, you don't want to overspend on Christmas gifts, but if you've got any flex spending dollars, and those tend to be uh, medical things, you know, where you can buy your contacts and get reimbursed through your flex spending plan, a lot of those benefits, if you don't use them before a year end, you lose those dollars. So, really important thing there that you. You know, if you've got a balance in that, that is something you want to spend. So, so check that out. If you've got something in there, find something that you could legitimately use, and you know, hopefully you can find something to use those dollars on because you don't want to you don't want to let that money go away. Now, we'll mention that's different than a health savings account. So, if you've got a health savings account, or sometimes called an HSA that rolls over from year to year, I wouldn't necessarily be in a rush. To spend those, so check that benefit. But if you've got the old flex spending plans um, where you put money in there pre-tax, and if you use it on certain things, it's tax-free. Check on that because sometimes those dollars go away at year end. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure everybody's situation is different depending on who their benefits are through and and the terms of those flex plans. I mean, conceptually, that that it's it's similar, but in terms of what you can mm-hmm. use it for. Um, yeah, that, that true. might differ. So that, that's sure. a good one. That's one that I had not thought about, but that's a really good one to have at the, the end of year checklist. Um, yeah, get those it, teeth cleaned or something. Uh, I don't yeah. know, come up with something, get, get your, get yourself a nice new pair of glasses for, for your that's own right. present. Get some contacts. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, a, or, a, or a year end physical. I don't, I don't know. Right. Uh, we actually don't know your benefits. We should say, too, <laughs> so check on yeah, that. check, check don't with go. your, Check with your provider on what you can yeah. do if you, if you have some money left over in your flex account, right. because like you said, in a lot of cases, probably in mostly all cases, uh, that money does not roll over year to year. Right. Um, what what else do you typically advise people to do at the end of year? Anything else on the yeah. list? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is your last chance to do any four hundred one k contribution. So mm. if you um, also speaking of benefits, if you've got you know something you're doing through payroll, if you've got another paycheck and you know, you want to ramp that up, this will probably be your last chance. So look at that before year in and get any of those, those tax beneficial, you know, especially retirement savings done. Yeah. And, uh, and, and a lot of times at the end of the year, you might get to a situation, Jennifer, is this right? Where, you know, uh, if if it's a if it's an IRA, there's a max in how much you can contribute. And so yeah. some people might say, Hey, do you want to max this out before we get to the end of the year? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and if so, you definitely want to get on that. The limits are pretty high for things like 401k plans, you know, so most people can put, um, I believe the limit if you're under 50 is $20,500 out of your pay this year. And that that limit goes up next year. So you've got a lot of capacity there and, and but you got to get it in before year end. So yeah. Um, now, you know, some things like IRAs, you can still contribute to, as we've said before, um, before you, as long as you do it before you file your taxes, but things you do through your work that are done through payroll typically need to be done before year end. So now's probably your last chance to check those. Okay. Well, um, 
I, I certainly don't know all the answers in terms of how to check those things and what to look for and what questions to ask, which is why I love working with you. So if, if other people are in a similar situation, um, how can they, how can they contact you for their questions? Yeah. Yeah. For, especially if you're here local, I mean, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you can check us out on the website, which is all spelled out three magnolias with an S um, three magnolias, financial advisors.com. Um, you can email me directly. My email is Jennifer, just like my first name, Jennifer at the number three dash magnolias with an S. So Jennifer at three dash magnolias.com. You can also call us. I mean, we're local here in Winston at three, three, six, 701-1600 is our office line. If you got a question, we'd love to hear from you or you got an idea for a future podcast, let us know. Yeah. And uh, we'll have Jennifer's contact information in the show notes as well. Great. Uh, Jennifer, happy holidays. Thanks for dropping by. And yeah. uh, we'll uh, we'll have something different for January, but I know we'll be talking yeah. about student loan forgiveness in February again, I'm sure. I bet we will. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Thanks yeah. as always and happy right. holidays. Securities offered through Cetera Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Cetera Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Cetera is under separate ownership from any other named entity. All information is believed to be from reliable sources. However, we make no representation as to its completeness or accuracy. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. The market indices discussed are unmanaged. Additional risks are associated with international investing, such as currency fluctuations, political and economic stability, and differences in accounting standards. The views depicted in this material are for information purposes only and not necessarily those of Cetera Advisor Networks, LLC. They should not be considered specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Neither Cetera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor any of its representatives may give legal or tax advice. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.